Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Uh, welcome um, in lots of ways to the special Binary Busters broadcast and welcome to Out of the Pan, kicking it off. What an exciting thing today for all those who want to break beyond binaries of all sorts, um, trans and gender diverse people, bi plus people, everybody. Most of all, though, 3CR acknowledges that we are on Wurundjeri land and we pay respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people listening in to Out of the Pan and any part of the Binary Busters broadcast and acknowledge that the lands were stolen and never ceded and it seemed doubly appropriate to open up with Midnight Oil's um, Gadigal land from the Makarata project, particularly got to send a, a big um, shout out and hope that all those on Gadigal and nearby lands are very safe given the huge amount of rainfall that has happened over the last couple of days. Thinking very, very much of you all and hope that you are safe and I hopefully able to listen into this um, particular show and the great broadcast of Binary Busters today and um, you know, sort of get a little bit of lift if you are needing it. Um, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can um, email out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for the posts on Facebook on my page Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan. 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, any opinions that I express on the show are my own and not necessarily those of any other organisation with which I have been or still are associated. Um, Might be some um, possibilities of triggering content today. We may have to tackle some difficult topics, and I'll tell you who we is. We is. We are in a second. Um, And so remember that Switchboard is there, 1-800-184-527. And um, but I don't think there'll be anything too graphically detailed. Well, we're leading the way on the Binary Busters broadcast. It's something that has really been something on my mind since I did the interview with J. Andrew Baker last year and how we talk about leadership in queer communities. So I thought when I had to do something for this broadcast, I'd love to talk about leadership in trans communities. And I have two awesome, 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 awesome trans and gender diverse humans to help do it with me. Um, welcome to the show. Um, Kayleen White. Kayleen, I use the pronouns she, her. Um, can I check in with which pronouns you use, if any? Yeah, I use she, her as well, and glad to be here. Thank you. And also um, on the on the show, we have Jacob Thomas. Hello. And Jacob, can I check in with which pronouns you use, if any? Yes. Uh, so my pronouns are they and them exclusively. And thank you very much for having me, Sally. Very excited for today. Well, look, I mean, as I say, I, I have to admit, I, you know, I love doing this show every week, but I'm even a little extra excited today. So I'm, I will take a breath um, and just settle myself um, a bit. Because we want to talk about this issue of leadership in, we're focusing today on trans communities, but I think there'd be lots of crossover for the broader rainbow slash queer um, communities, and that, I suppose, is an issue in itself. Um, And, um, you know, sort of, I suppose, to start with, um, you know, I might get you just to do each, um, to do a few sort of highlights of what you've learned along the way. Sure, we've all journeyed as um, trans and gender diverse people. But what you might have learned, a few things, just a few overviews, executive summaries, standout moments, etc., 
on what you've learnt about leadership. In I'm going to take it. We are all coming under trans and gender diverse, but if we ne- if we need to extend it to rainbow slash queer, we'll do that as well. Um, so we d- I forgot to flip a coin before we came on air as to who was going to go first. Um, so anyone desperate to go first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll start off. Um, I think one of the things that's been really significant to me is the issue of mentoring because back in the early days when I was, when Sally and I were starting off um, in, well, you know, TGV basically, uh, and perhaps a little bit earlier, the, the thing that made a, a really massive difference to me was hearing the advice of other people. And I think one of the statements that, most helped me was when I had to give a speech um, and I don't like speaking in public um, and I'm just pretending at the moment that it's only the three of us so there you go <laughs> but um, the, the advice that I had was basically to speak from the heart and when I did that I basically stopped thinking about myself and I started thinking about the speech that I was going to give from the point of view of the people that I was representing. And I found that that really made a big difference to me because um, it depersonalised it. So it wasn't about me embarrassing myself. I was up there and I was doing my best to represent other people, um, specifically the TGD community. And, um, yeah, I, I feel that I was a lot more eloquent and calm as a result. So I think that that's probably one of the biggest lessons for me. Oh look, that's that's a flying start, and I want to come back. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, so um, you know, um, and talk just um, talk a little about that, Jacob. Your opening thoughts? Yes, um, I think for me, it's um, learning how to lead kindly um, and generously as much as possible. I think for those of us who are in TGD communities um, and across you know, the rainbow experience, if you will, um, you know, we have to deal with so much, even still now, we still have to deal with so much bigotry and isolation, discrimination, harassment, um, that, you know, it can make us really, really hard and really, really cold um, to how we you know, get into making um, important and sustainable change happen and last um, I was saying this to a school group that I was teaching a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is like a group of year nines. And like, let's just say this is like, the kids are doing great. Like, they're so good. Mm. I'm just like, it's so, it's, I'm so happy to see it. So happy to see it because it's what I wanted. Um, and one of the things I tried to give them for um, a perspective was recognizing that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in my early 30s now, you know, I'm a beneficiary of people who came before me, you know, my giants that I get to stand on the shoulders of who had to be fierce, who had to be ruthless, who were literally fighting for their lives. Mm. Um, And I get to be a beneficiary of that to recognize your history, fundamental, absolutely fundamentally important. Um, And, you know, for me now, I get to have the privilege of just being if I wanted to. I now just get to exist. And, you know, one of the great things I think is recognising that you don't have to always be an upstart or a leader or, you know, creating change. Um, You can just exist and that in itself is powerful and that's really nice. 
but the important thing with that, and it is the but, is that you still have to be kind about it. You have to be kind to your community, even if you're fighting ferociously for their rights. I'm very happy to always punch up, if you will, um, as, mm. a, as an ex-comedian. Um, always punch up, never mm. punch down. Yeah. Um, because if I want community to come along and to you know, gain those benefits, to hold those benefits and to then bring that into their own whole personal self, then I need to do that really, really kindly. So my biggest learning, I think, is just like no matter how frustrating you might be by the internal politics of the <laughs> queer experience, <laughs> try not to throw that back at people, take it on take it on just listen to it too because to be an advocate and a leader is a very very special position that you are given and entrusted with it's not something that you just wake up one day and just go i'll just do that you know Mm. it's um you've got to listen you've got to listen to that and you've got to be really kind about be ferocious and fierce against the headies totally for unless they're allies in which case we'll give them some flex a whole two degrees but you know it's um they get a binary but you know for (laughs) the rest of us it's just you know i'm happy to go i'm happy to go hard on conservatives i have to in my job anyway um but for community always kindness first and foremost and keep it there absolutely kayleen you had a bounce off during that yeah i I, i've got to say i totally agree with that it it, being kind i think is one of the you know it being that there may be a place for being i think more assertive than aggressive although being aggressive is is needed occasionally Mm. but being kind about what you're doing is so important and that also includes being kind to yourself because it's so easy to wind up scarred not just from being a leader but just from living and not and also leading in other roles so you know in my day job that's led to me getting quite emotionally scarred at times and I've got to be aware that I've got to make sure that I'm looking after myself properly or otherwise I'm not going to be effective in that role because it's not me that's reacting. It's the scars that I've got that are reacting. Yeah. Look, a couple of quick thoughts there. Um, we all have to do self-care that works for us. And I've got to actually, um, it's a quick time to mention thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News, as they do um, at 11.30 till noon every Sunday. I did some self-care yesterday and went with a dear friend to Jawbone Marine Sanctuary and snorkeled. It wasn't the greatest day, but it was still self-care to be on the beach. And I'm also reminded um, from the the openers of your conversations of um, the um, quote by, and I I do hope if I I have have the pronunciation of the family name right here, Maggie Cunn, spelt K-U-H-N, speak your mind even if your voice shakes, which sometimes isn't easy. But um, as you say, if it's coming from the heart, I think, and it's coming from a place of genuine kindness where you've reflected and thought, is this kind? Then I think we're, you know, we're well underway um, to achieving that. Um, so lots to open up in there. Um, and, you know, sort of, I'm just, um, there were so many thoughts, um, that we, you know, we could cover on this, um, whole awesome topic. Um, but, um, you know, sort of Kayleen, you had a thought, I think, um, not, um, that you'd expressed to me once about, um, and I think it's based on the Peter Drucker, who's a management and leadership um, expert of the past. Um, leaders don't create more, more followers, but they create more leaders. So yeah. we've given us a, a start to that. Perhaps can you, you know, with your the opening remarks, how would you expand on that one? Okay, I'm actually going to use my day job as a go for it. Um, an example because when I started at a new company about 12 years ago, and when I went there. I said I had the aim of making myself redundant. 
basically I wanted to train up people and pass on all my skills so that they could take over what I was doing and carry it on. Otherwise, everything I knew just basically went to the grave with me and unless I could find a good medium, um, it was pretty much <laughs> going to be lost. So, but I think there's, there's another aspect to that too, which we've already sort of alluded to, and, and that's basically, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of the giants who've gone before us. Mm. So we're starting from a higher um, point because of their efforts. Now we need to pass that on because that way everything gets better in life. Um, it's not a, a continuous process. It's a bit of, you know, two steps forward, one back, etc. But by sharing our skills and our knowledge, other people have the ability to build and learn and adapt on that, which is how civilization has evolved. It's how, um, when I look back at how the world was when I was first thinking about transition back in the, well, actually the 60s, uh, and compare it to what we have now, you know, things have got better and it's got better because people, people keep building on their, their other efforts. And one of the, the key things there is, you know, nobody can do it all themselves. Pass on what you, you know and help other people as we've been helped to be able to be better leaders. Mm. Jacob. And I'm, I didn't know it came from Peter, Peter Drucker, but there you go. I'll look, look him up. Yep. Jacob. Um, look, really can't disagree with anything that Kayleen's just said. I think, and I'll put into a, um, a personal context is, you know, it's what I look at in um, academia as an example. Mm -hmm. um, so for context, I just started my PhD in medicine of all things. So there we go, um, which I'm still very confused about, but they let me in, so I'll take it. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jacob, <laughs> can't wait. Um, but yeah, one of the things that I always talk about is, yeah, I guess, sort of like separating the power of uh, community development, um, which I think is what you just talked about really eloquently there, Colleen, mm -hmm. is, you know, being able to pass on to community to keep that you know that vibrancy and that learning and that story and that narrative to continue forth um one of the things that i also try and look at um you're not too separate from what's just been talked about but you know you look at somewhere like universities schools educational institutions across the board they are very um we call them the academy a lot of the time because a lot of the information gets stuck in there um, and for those of us who are academics, our job is to teach and to help people learn and to understand new things. Um, and that has to be complemented with creating new stuff and finding new things and finding new ways to articulate that. Because um, otherwise we do get stuck with, um, I guess, like just the same knowledge, if you will. It doesn't build on top of that. Um, like I look at my research and my work and it's still very surprising to me to, I say this seven weeks into a PhD, but I find this so surprising to even think about how, how I'm even approaching my particular piece of research hasn't been done yet, um, but it gets to be done because someone else fought for that space and I get to work in that space and then I get to create more content so more people can think about it um, and then other people can do something with it and then it just keeps going. It's about that vibrancy of um, creating new knowledge as time goes on because when knowledge is sat within ourselves, it becomes wisdom and that's the thing that's really, really beautiful. I want to do the hard work so that someone else doesn't have to and someone else gets to benefit from it. I love being able to do that. 
Um, one, because I'm a nerd. So I'm leaning right into that. Like a white woman on a board, lean in, love it. Hate the book, hate the idea, but <laughs> Yuma. But it is trying to, yeah, I, I was explaining this even to um, a few professors that I get to work with, not to brag, but we work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, well, look, if we, we were talking about like trans inclusion in, I don't know, pick a topic because there's a lot of gaps, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I was like, well, look, it's not just about adding, you know, like, I don't know, a new gender marker box or just so like, let's keep gender as like an open field in the, in the application form. I was like, that's fine. But like, you've got to understand there's so many issues before we can even get to like this research piece. And I was like, if you think about like, um, and I work at a top 100 university, we don't even teach anything LGBTIQA plus anything queer, anything, um, you know, TGD or across the rainbow experience as a degree. We are guest lecturers still. Mm. You know, we're, we're, we're one week in a unit. Um, I can't major in queer theory as an example, you know, like I still can't, we still can't do those sorts of things. So like, it's great that we're talking about, but I want to instill that in the academy so that an undergrad can come along and just sort of go, that's what I want to do very excited about that and I get to do that because other people created the units because they gave me something to work with and then I get to go and do that because I want that new knowledge to be found I want it to be grounded and I want it to be learnt and instilled in others yeah good thoughts there <clears throat> the thing that's has struck me I wanted to drill in a little more and you've touched on it there Jacob I mean Kayleen you work in a we'll say professional environment in your work. Jacob, you've said you work in academia. But when we get into trans communities, which is um, the focus of today, what sort of adaptions need to happen for, um, you know, the sort of people that we are? I mean, I'm, 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 not, I'm trying hard not to um, sort of feed things into you here, but we know that the trans experience, which has we've touched on a little about what we've all come through, that it's a challenge, um, is is an issue. How then do what I'll call, in inverted commas, if there is such a thing, standard leadership textbooks that are often designed with their limitations, how do they need to be adapted for trans and queer slash rainbow communities? If they do. Let's, oh, well, let's not be too biased. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah. Go for it, Kayleen. I, I think they do, but I think that it's not just adapting it for um, TGD and rainbow communities. I think most of the leadership books that get written get written so that they can get sold and the people who've got money who are likely to buy them are people in commercial fields and professions and academia and so on and so forth so the the um yeah the 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 leadership lessons are based on um what I, i would term my day job and that's got a whole different power structure to how leaders interact with people in a community-based, any community-based organisation or any volunteer-based organisation. Mm-hmm. And I think the earliest times I came across that were the sailing club that I was in up in central Queensland when I was a teenager. And we had such doozy interpersonal conflicts that people would ram each other when they were out sailing. Um, I was on a protest committee when I heard, you know, to get technical... One boat was on the starboard uh, tack and head right away over the other. They collided. Um, everyone expected that we would rule out the port boat, the boat that was on port tack. We did that, but we also ruled out the other boat for not taking action to avoid a collision. And after that, two of them 
settled down and started to behave like normal human beings. <laughs> um, most situations don't have that sort of um, option, but it, it is an issue that I think is fairly important, is being aware that you can get conflicts. And it's not just the case of being disagreeing over meeting protocols or um, you know, something that's relatively superficial. The, the issues that we're dealing with are about, well, the, really, life and death. It's about us mm. and us surviving, not just surviving as our authentic selves, but surviving as ourselves. So there's a lot of um, power and significance in what we're doing. So uh, we have to be aware of that. We have to tread. It's, it's not the case treading carefully. It really goes back to what Jacob was saying earlier about being kind. No, we, we have to be far more kind. In, in a workplace, you can um, have counselling and, you know, you, you, you might monitor people's performance and so forth. Um, at the worst, they might lose their job, which is significant in many cases, but it's not as significant as the issues about personal identity and personal truth that we're dealing with. So you have to take everything that, that's in the leadership books and adapt it for a different power structure and the fact that we're dealing with personally very, very significant issues. Yep, Jacob. I shall dismount the soapbox. <laughs> Stay on it. But, um, Jacob, your turn to um, climb up equally on the number one position on the podium. <laughs> Bless. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, look, I, apologies for anyone listening in. I can't really disagree with anything Kayleen says, so if you're looking for a fight, then I'm sorry, go watch Drag Race. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting is that, um, you know, these points around, um, I guess, you know, like care and kindness and everything as well, which you're know, very happy to hold on to those. I think also it's just like we we kind of need to focus on accountability of self as mm -hmm. well. You know, I think, which is a hard thing, right? Like it's very hard to be accountable and very hard to be kind within power structures, um, and I mean, like, you know, I'm saying this is like a white middle class queer who lives in Melbourne, like, you know, who's doing a PhD. Like, I got a lot of good stuff going for me, right? I could very arrogantly just be sort of like, this is my experience, only fit to my experience. I will draw the line on what needs to happen. Um, this is the this is the ground that we need to achieve. Um, and if you don't do that, you're a bad person. And how dare you and bugger off. Like, you know, to be an advocate, to be a leader means to listen and to be very accountable for your own biases. You know, we are, which I'm sure some conservatives would disagree with, and I'm not going to say their names, but we are people and people are imperfect and messy. And like, like, have you met humans? Like, we're kind of gross, but it's <laughs> this point around some more so than others. Um, but, you know, I think it's interesting. I'm just like, you do have to have a personal accountability to just, I'm trying not to swear, but basically not be an asshole. You know, it's just like, it just, like, it's that thing of just like, I'm, I am white and I still benefit from racism. Yes, I don't benefit from transphobia, but it's not, it's not about who loses most. I was re-watching, um, I don't know if anyone's seen Panty Bliss, who's this phenomenal Irish drag queen. Oh, okay. um, and she... Yeah, and she came as um, HIV positive a few years ago and everything as well. Like, I was re-watching her TED Talk um, 
Yes, so I'm so sorry for everyone listening and I am that queer who listens to TED Talks. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I've done one as well. So mm, cute. don't read the comments. But it is, um, she was talking about this point of just like, it's not, you can't just talk about who's got it worse and the worst person gets to complain the most. Because I think Roxanne Gay points this out as well, is that it just becomes an oppression circle jerk. Mm. No one wins. It's all garbage. Like it's not a, I, I want our narrative to move away from suffering. That's what I want our narrative to move away from because I want what Kayleen's talking about is survival, but I want that. I don't even want thriving. I want celebration. I want mundanity, to be quite honest, with what Laverne Cox talks about so much about your representation in media. I want mundane a lot of the time, to be quite honest, because I don't think I'm exceptional just because I'm trans and gender diverse. I'm not really that exceptional because I'm queer. I just kind of want to be. I'm doing this work because I have to. And I want to, like, I'm here for a reason. I'm very here purposefully. But I also will still get things wrong and I will still, and I will apologise for them and I will change my behaviour and I will get better at that. It's why I think it's, it's to toot my own horn. One of the reasons why I'm as successful as I am in my space is because if I'm wrong, I'm just going to say, noted, sorry about that. <laughs> I'll move right along. Because I think I think this is a really just important thing just when we're talking about younger people in trans and gender diverse communities. Professor Damien Riggs pointed this out in a phenomenal piece of research, which builds into my own, is um, Damien pointed out that I was in a presentation last year where Damien was speaking and um Damien was saying that, you know, we, we have this assumption that, you know, for youth to support each other within queer spaces, you know, that they're just going to benefit. And, like, some of them do. That's fine. Like, they've got that, mm-hmm. you know, co-solidarity with each other. Um, but one of the populations that actually struggled most within that was trans and gender diverse youth. You know, you can't have that co-solidarity in the same way because they actually really, they don't benefit on the whole, we don't benefit when we're trying to look after each other because we're trying to look after ourselves at the same time. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, it's, it is this point around you have to just be able to look after yourself selfishly. You have to be able to do that. As a leader, you have to be able to do that. And leadership texts do not talk about that at all they talk about burnout they talk about capitalist perceptions they talk about you know you've got to start a business no more businesses i'm done with businesses (laughs) go volunteer go do something good (laughs) like don't make it about yourself don't self-center yourself within that go look after yourself go look after yourself please and then you can go and look after other people that's really important because I don't want us to keep struggling all the time and burning out all the time and being tired and exhausted and then in very dangerous situations of poor mental health and, you know, worrisome levels of you know, um, uh, disparity. I don't want us there anymore. I want us to move out of that. So be yeah. selfish. Bugger it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's tough. And then look after yourself so then you can look after others. Please go do that. That is the biggest change I want to see. Cool. Caitlin, you had something came up for you during um, Jacob's comments there. Oh, a few points, but a, a couple I'd like to comment on. One is, and, and this was an issue perhaps in the early days of TGV in the, and sort of in the 90s generally, was uh, when groups should come together and then perhaps not also be together uh, so that you can focus on shared issues or focus on your own issues and so forth. And the whole thing reminds me of the saying that Khalil Zibran had about relationships, which was 
let there be spaces in your togetherness. So, yeah, there's times when we have to be together and there's times when we need to have that focus and that applies to different sections of the rainbow communities. It applies to us and our groups and so forth and our relationships and so on. So I I think that that's one point that I've sort of kept in mind. But the other one that I really relate to is the fact of growth through life. When I look back at what the sort of person I was when I was Mm. younger, and, you know, I I can remember all the way back to when I was about three or four. and uh, 25 uh, years ago. (laughs) A wee bit more than that. (laughs) I had a couple of thoughts. (laughs) Anyway, um, but it's also a point that's brought out in, I think, my favourite action movie. And this is going to blow your minds perhaps a little bit, but that's Gandhi. The action's not physical. The action is spiritual. And in the course of that movie, there's a lot of development that Gandhi goes through. And, you know, it, it doesn't cover a lot of the problems that Gandhi had, but it shows that we all, even, even the people who get looked up to and respected, have that potential for growth. And they probably have mm. already been for growth. And I know that I have as well. So, I think you know the the issue of growth and and kindness is really very very important. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've I've got I'm, there's a few things that have come up through the way. Yes, and I'm glad, um, Jacob, you acknowledged the privilege that um, you know the privilege that we can have. And I know, well, I'll only speak for myself here. I'm white. I'm non-indigenous. Um, um, you know, I've always had a roof over my head. It's always been one of my own choosing. I've never been incarcerated. Um, and I'm educated, which is one that often I overlook because we live in a society where we think everyone's going to at least go to some level of school, all these sorts of things, and many, many more. Um, and I think, you know, that um, I'm, I just want to acknowledge that for bringing it up. But I suppose if there's a tough question here, you know, yes, we need kindness and compassion, but how far can that go? You know, if you have someone who let's say, you know, is a, here's the really challenging question here. And this time, Jacob, because um, you, you seem quite enthused by this question, I'm going to let you go first. You know, <clears throat> what happens when someone is continually, um, you know, even in a volunteer traumatised environment, we all know there's lateral hostility, and someone just makes no effort to continue to improve themselves, or some people who are deliberately going out to be aggressive rather than, you know, assertive and doing this kindness. How do we deal with that from a point of view of kindness? And Jacob, you've put some hands up, so um, which of course the listeners can't see because um, I can only see the Zoom. But I'm going to throw to you first this time. I love these questions; they're my favourite <laughs> because I think I, this is this is why I brought up accountability, right? Uh-huh. Um, you still have to be accountable. Like it's I. Um, like, I think you can, like, okay, let's put it this way. Kindness is not an absolute. None of these things are absolutes, right? Uh-huh. Um, they're, they're not, they're not yep. definitive. You know, I can't um, you know, remove being kind to myself to be kind to you because you're not being kind to me. Like, th- there has to be reciprocity, right? Mm. Um, I mean, like, I can disagree with you. I have to work with a lot of people I disagree with. And it's not because I'm right. It's because I have a bias. 
I am a product of my own upbringing. They are a product of their own upbringing. <laughs> so I'll give you some leeway on stuff, but they can still work with you, right? Like I have to work with like some very conservative individuals. I don't have to, I choose to. I choose mm. to work with some very conservative individuals in my human rights work and the institutions that I work in. Um, I mean, as an academic and uh, as a researcher, literally I'm not allowed to be biased. I just have to listen and that's it and take the experience on, take the opinion on. Mm-hmm. But like I'll use an, a, a bit of a ridiculous example, but it's just like if you keep throwing eggs at me, I'm not just going to be so like, that's fine. They can't help it. They've got an egg flinging arm. It's just who they are. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't throw the damn eggs. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? It's just like I, I don't, I mean, I just... I'm, I'm laughing because it's, I've gone through a lot of therapy. And so now it re- seems ridiculous to me, but I was an overly giving person to my own detriment. Um, and it's wild to look at in that perspective now and just sort of say, well, I really let a lot of people walk all over me. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting because as soon as I started standing up for myself a lot more and very bluntly, very quickly, a lot of people were just like, oh, oh, <laughs> like I hated it. And so a lot of people were just like, you're really rude, you're really mean, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is just self-respect. This is what is. You just can't get what you used to get from me anymore. And I'm not even sorry about that one. You're just going to have to deal with that. Because if you're not going to do the bare, bare, bare minimum of respecting me, Mm. (laughs) I don't want to be here or I don't want you to be here. Now, I've fired people from my organisations. I've left volunteering opportunities because I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) I don't care how great I'm going to be here. This is garbage. I'm out. I can put my energy somewhere else, like getting a good night's sleep or, I don't know, like mentoring a younger queer person who actually has potential and want to make the world better. I don't really need to give my spoons to you or be, I'm trying to be, again, trying not to swear, but it's like I I always try and say, you know, you have to, (laughs) I know I can, I'm just trying not to. Um, it's called a practice practice <laughs> practice but it is you know you have to be discerning with the um with the f's that you have to give to certain things right mm. you know it's just like sometimes i'm all out you know if you're just going to be a bit of a flange I, I i'm out of f's i'm out, I'm out of f's. So just give in that day so b- bugger off mm. <laughs> just get out i don't care because you know it's i can't keep giving that to you my mum actually gave me the best analogy for this because we were talking about dating um, because we've got a, we've got a good healthy relationship where we talk about like what each other needs um, in regards to our own individual lives, because she's a very strong ally and that's just a very mentally well family (laughs) that I get to have now, which I'm very excited about, but she, and we both date men. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) she she was just like, I'm not going to pump up your ties. If you're not going to pump up mine. Yeah. It, I was just like, oh, my goodness, that's such a great way to look at it. She was like, yeah, we're not RACV. We're not rocking up to the problem. That's not it. I am in my car. You are in your car. We're driving down the same line. If you get a puncture, I'll help you out. But if my car then gets punctured, helping you out, and you drive off, no, it's not it. (laughs) So kick bad people out of your life. Kick crap people out of your organisations. Because also, like, it's... Why, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm just so passionate about this because we over we overextend kindness to the point of burnout. And this goes back to my previous point. 
It is not kind to drill yourself into the ground because you want to give someone a second, third, 1500th chance. (laughs) Okay. That person has to be accountable. We all have to be accountable to our own garbage. And if you are a leader in that position, this is a big call out to community. If you are a leader in these organizations that so many people are dependent on, I'm not, but other people are. Other people are fundamentally dependent on your leadership and your organization. If you cannot do that well without harming other people, you are not a leader. You are just a person in power. That's all you are. Mm. And you need to pay attention to what's happening everywhere around Australia at the moment because just because you're not cis, just because you're not the prime minister, just because you're not you're a white man <laughs> in an ivory tower doesn't mean we can't see it. You need to set the example. You need to set the standard. And if you can't do that, bugger off, let someone else do it who's going to do better. Here, here, And I've, I have to say, the thought did strike me on leadership as I drove to the studio today on exactly that example <laughs> um, and others we could talk about that have happened during the week, which um, are relevant. But Kayleen, um, bounce back, <laughs> so to speak. Abs- that, that was beautifully said, Jacob, I've got to say. So, yeah, I, all I can do is, is add on to that. Um, I I think one of the we, – we were talking before about – getting lessons from sort of the workforce and how you apply them into the rainbow communities situation. And I think in the, in the workforce, I've seen people who've changed their behaviour enough to fit into the workforce, but I'm damn sure that if you get outside the workforce, there's still a bigot. And in the workforce, workforce so the sake that we can just go there, get our paycheck and so forth, I'm, I'm happy with that. But in the sort of organisations that we're looking at for the the TGD and the rainbow communities, it it does become an issue. And if you've got a person who's having a disruptive effect that's harming not just themselves, because anyone who's indulging in that sort of behaviour is is harming themselves as much as anyone else, but it's going to start harming other people around them. It's going to start harming the organisation. It'll get to the stage where the organisation can't function and so forth. Then... You have to take action for, well, maybe maybe the expression "the greater good" applies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit of a simplification, I think. Um, but yeah, in in that case, where where somebody's not prepared to respond, then they have to go. They have to be removed for the sake of everyone else around who's being affected by them. It's a little bit like. Um, uh, say an angry gorilla gets out of a, a zoo and starts. Um, pounding on on all the, the, the people visiting the zoo, you, you don't focus on, oh, what's upsetting you, Mr. Gorilla or Miss Gorilla or Ms. Gorilla or um, <laughs> non-binary gorilla while other people are being put into ambulances. You know, you, you focus on first let's get everybody else safe and then if there's time, space and so forth afterwards, then we can look at what's happening with the gorilla. Um, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I wanted to do something earlier um, in terms of acknowledging um, standing on the shoulders of giants, of course, um, going way back um, to Stonewall, um, you know, mentioning thinking of people like Marsha P. Johnson and Silver Rivera and in the bi community, Brenda Howard, the mother of pride. And I, you know, I just want to quickly acknowledge one of the um, Victorian trans um, pioneers, Julie Peters, um, one of the you know, just the awesome humans who had a sense of humour. There's classic Julie Peters stories. Um, um, 
I'm going to do one quick one, one, and it's, she's spoken about it publicly. She was interviewed, of all people, one day by a certain 3RW morning announcer, um, who for once was a bit flustered and said, so did you, your television lighting experience, uh, well, your lighting experience, was that in television or radio? Um, and Julie had the dignity, at least, to just sort of smile it off. But, um, you know, it's... We, a sense of humour is a healthy thing and, you know, it's how we maintain a sense of humour in this work, which is very serious. You know, as you as you both said, people's lives are on the line here. But how do we find a sense of humour, not so much in the in the midst of the work, but in some of the things we do and, you know, and maintain that as part of our own first self-care and then leadership being giving to others? Um, I might just, I wanted to throw that one in um, just um, to, well, lighten it up, um, if you like, and um, pick a toss a coin again as to who wants to go first i'll Aileen. make with a bit of a joke i'm moorish <laughs> so there you go um my father used to go to the irish club when i was a kid and he came back with the lamest jokes we loved them you know we were five and my sister was three and and uh we we loved it so basically we, we were raised in an atmosphere where we tell jokes and um i'm a little bit notorious for it at work actually so and in fact when i was thinking about this week there was a a a little bit of a pointed um joke from the west wing where there's a story about a french radical who sees his piece his people running past in the street and says there are my people i must find out where they are going so i can lead them (laughs) (laughs) jacob (laughs) <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> in the bin, Kayleen. Done with it. Humour. <laughs> I, I, look, I think I, I think one of the things we um, uh, are allowed to remind ourselves of. I don't think we forget it because I don't think we were necessarily given it to forget. Um, but one of the things that I want TGD people and everyone across our rainbow experiences and communities is to rem- is to remind yourself that you are deserving of joy and deserving of peace and tranquility. You are absolutely deserving of that. And I know I forgot it. Like I have had, and I talk very openly about my mental illnesses. Um, like I've got PTSD from activism amongst other things. Yes. Um, like I'm 31 and I've had, I think like three breakdowns and like not I've had a bad day, but like clinically diagnosable in hospital level breakdowns. Wow. Um, and they're, it's only now that I look back and just sort of go, oof, you were treating yourself so harshly. Um, yeah, and like, you know, if you tell someone that, they, that they're garbage or that they're stupid or, you know, pick a thing, um, they start believing it, right? Um, so I want all of our beautiful queer bebes to remember that you're allowed joy, you're allowed humour, you're allowed parts of the human experience just like anyone else. And Part of that for me is, I mean, I'm funny, so it's great. Um, it's either in the face or in the humour, so, you know, pick one. Um, sometimes it's both. Oh, Yahtzee. But it is, you know, find people who nourish you. I use the word nourish a lot because, you know, that's what I need and it's what I have. Um, this work is very isolating. It's very isolating. I think most of us become assholes in this work because we become isolated from it. Um, and leadership's gross. It's so cold and lonely on that pedestal. There's nowhere to poop. It is just so, it's just <laughs> this little stick in the air, just covered in feces, and everyone's just like, you've got this. And it's just like, but what if I fall? And they're just like, you won't. 
oh, you're falling? Bye. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is so isolating. So that I think that's my allowance of kindness, just t- you know, tying a few points in. It's just like, I am fine to reach out to you if like, you're being a bit of a dick, right, and not the good kind, to you know, check in why you're so mean and why you're so isolating, why you're being a bit vicious about things. Um, and if you just are, then pff, I don't care. But it, <laughs> work on that. I do care, but work on that <laughs> accountability. But also it's just like you're allowed to just not. You're allowed to have days off. Mm. You know, you're allowed, like, I know we don't necessarily have, like, queer explicit unions <laughs> in the community. Maybe we need to. I don't know. Mm. I just, maybe that's what we need. Join your union. But, you know, it's just you're allowed to take days off. Like, you know, everyone asks me all the time. Um, they don't, but I'll pretend that they do. Uh, <laughs> this would be a really boring conversation topic. But they're just like, but you do so much. Do you get time off? I'm like, I get my weekends. I get most of my nights off because I'm really good at what I do. And also I just stop for a bit. I'm mm. no, it goes back to what you said earlier, Kayleen. You're no good to others if you're no good to yourself. Yeah. Take a break. You know, just... Go to a show, COVID safely, still at the moment. Like, you know, cook a food. Like, get people to cook for you. Get, you know, just, like, have alone time or, like, have a bath. Or have a bath with friends. I don't know. You do you. <laughs> Sit in some human soup for an hour. I don't know. You do you. But it's just whatever you need to do to nourish yourself to bring that joy in. Um, Kayleen, for example, has just brought her cat on screen, so we love that. Just to tell <laughs> everyone across the radio waves. <laughs> but is, you, know, you are deserving of time off. You are deserving of joy. You are deserving of humour. Just don't make it racist and offensive. Just you are allowed to have those things. So give yourself those things. Give yourself that time. When I am mentoring, it is one of the first things that I talk to a young person about is take some time off for you. Yeah, that's all I want you to do. Yeah, well, just two um, two things. I actually, as well as going snorkeling yesterday, went to the Cat Cafe in Melbourne, um, which was much needed. Um, and um, as the the cheeky sphinx cat and humour. Well, look, I've got to give a quick mention because we had a bit of humour on the show a few weeks ago. Um, Friday was the anniversary. 100th anniversary of the birthday of Tommy Cooper, British comedian and magician, well known for puns. Doc, I can't stop keeps. I can't stop singing the green green grass of home. That sounds like Tom Jones syndrome. Is it common? It's not unusual. Um, and now I've thrown you completely off track. And um, my dad sends me that sort of stuff, and we call them dad jokes. Or to be inclusive nowadays, we'd probably call them parent jokes. But seriously. Um, you know, look, um, I think that this is really important that you've got to do self-care and um, I'll um, just sort of give you a few moments because we're going all the way through here, um, we're near, but we are near the end of the show. So I'll give you a few thoughts to marshal some, um, um, you know, thoughts on to sum it, sum it all up because I just want to mention the rest of the Binary Busters um, special for seven hours today. First of all, thanks to those shows like Freedom of Species and Encyclopedia, who have... Um, um, generously given up their time slot for today. Um, a whole range of um, trans and gender diverse issues to consider um, from one till two. Um, Tilda Joy, also the coordinator of the Binary Busters broadcast, has recorded two interviews. Um, for, um, first half will be um, Wit and Keith from Incarcerated Trans and Gender Diverse Community Fund, Re-Incarcerated Trans People. Um, then um, second half um, is a panel on trans health. Um, Star Lady from Zoe Bell Gender Collective, El Void um, from Your Community Health, Aziel Aidan Sanchez from Northside, and great work as, as in terms of medicals and students, and Alex Koof from House of Mutual Learning. 
Um, two till 2.30, un- unpronounceable, nothing like a pun, done by law presenter MJ on a conversation about um, grammar, pronouns and language that shapes our genders and identities. 2.30 till 3.00, Sassy's teed off, um, as Sassy is a trans sex worker of colour and the importance of trans day visibility for her. Queering the Air is still, of course, happening as a queer program. MV speaks with Hunter Dillon. Um, and Malika Malfalme, I do hope I have pronounced that correctly, um, about um, with focus on chronic illness and disabilities. 4 till 4.30, inclusive architecture with the fabulous Simona Castricum. 4.30 till 5, busting the binary in the drag scene. Megan Williams talks to Femme Fatale um, and how drag performance can trouble the gender binary. That sounds like a good thing to me. Sweet dreams, um, 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 lots of music, and then trans femmes in noise and industrial musics from 6 till 7. So just wanted to make sure that you keep your ears glued to the binary-busting broadcast listeners for the rest of the day. Um, Jacob and Kayleen, we've just about... Um, we're sort of getting near the end, so, I mean, we could... Um, we could take the whole seven hours. Um, you know, it's just such a huge topic um, that we're talking about, um, you know, today. Um, so we'll sort of get to some summary closing thoughts and the proverbial take-home message um, if we can do that. Um, who wants to go first? Okay. Um, I guess building on what's gone before, looking after yourself so that you can go on being kind and accountable is is what I've got out of today. And I think it's been marvellous listening to you, Jacob. Um, It's helped clarify a a number of thoughts um, for me as well. So, you know, I I think there's some multiple themes there to to carry on. Thank you so much, Kayleen. That's really lovely. Um, Look, I think uh, absolutely everything that Kayleen's already noted, I think um, recognising that for uh, I'm going to still count myself as younger, uh, even though I'm technically not anymore, but I don't care, whatever. <laughs> what age? It's just a number. Anyway, exactly. but <laughs> I think is, you know, re- working through intergenerational responses, recognising and understanding and learning history is really, really important. Um, and working with privilege. If you have the capacity to help dismantle you know, institutional oppressions and systemic oppressions so that others can benefit, then use your privilege for that as much as you can. Um, you know, help each other out. That's what I would just love to say. You know, it's uh, one of the best things I think I've ever learned in my life, and it was when I was having my last breakdown, is, you know, to care is an action. You know, you can't just look at something and say, oh, I care about that. You have to act on it. Um, kindness is an action, care is an action, accountability, they're all actions and they're all practices. So take the time and learn on those as much as you can too because you'll benefit as will your entire community. Oh, look, there's some um, absolutely on on all of those. Um, so, yeah, look, um, totally so. Um, look, it's been an incredible conversation today. As I say, I wish we could go along there are things we didn't cover um you know sort of about how um but i think we've covered a fair swag of it um which is awesome and i hope as i say as i said at the start of the show that this is the start of an ongoing we'll say frequently recurring series um of um you know of conversations that i'd love to have with plenty of people um about this on this show i think it's the sort of um thing that we really need to start looking at in um rainbow um rainbow experience communities 
Um, Jacob and Kayleen, um, what can I say? Um, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, very hugely, both of you. Um, I hope that um, for our listeners, um, you know, we've, uh, I think people have been pretty engrossed today um, with it all. Um, thank you, Hoffler, for tuning in. Hoffler loved the line about, punt, you know, sort of going up. Um, you know, and I, I agree, you know, to quote, use my favourite adaption of the quote about privilege. You use your privilege for good and not evil purposes, Robin, um, <laughs> to quote Bat, Bat Pan. Um, so I really, um, you know, love it. Um, thank you so much for giving up your time on the weekend, both of you, because I know you do work um, really hard during the week, um, hard and fast, so to speak. Um, so it's been really, really huge, um, you know, sort of um, But in the theme of self-care. I'm going to end today with a, tra- a track from the band The Cosmic Nomads, I'm Still Alive. So um, you two just hang on a sec while um, I get that rolling. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan as part of the Binary Busters broadcast. Stay tuned for the interviews with Tilda Joy um, at, at the in the chair. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week for a T-Dov show. Without a bitch